guys, and I thought last week was incredible. So the title of my message is this. Who's taking notes tonight with my note takers? I need to see who's going to heaven. Four of us. Awesome. He checks them at the door. St. Peter's like, yo, man, where's your notes? What did Matt say that day? Uh, but if you have notes, if you have a Bible app on your phone, who's got the Bible app on their phone? Who's got, a, who's got an actual Bible in the house tonight? Wave it at me. So funny. Take over a sticker on the phone. Love it. A couple Bibles. Got a hardback in the back. Yep, I see the takeover. That's awesome. Rusty's got a red Bible with the uh, die happy on it. All right. Um... <laughs> Hashtag goals, right? I don't, whatever, man. Uh, sweet. So, <laughs> oh man, he's going to be so mad. Uh, anyways, so if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message is this. Title of my message tonight, Mask Off, Installment 2, Nice for What? Turn to your neighbor and ask him, nice for what? Turn to your second neighbor and ask him, nice for what? Oh man. But man, we are going to get into this tonight. I am so incredibly excited for this series. You guys ready for the word? Are you guys ready for the Bible? Yeah. All right, then at Takeover Church, this is what we do, because uh, we're uh, Southern Baptist Church, SBC. I need you to stand for the reading of the word. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stay sitting down. Uh, that's just too much fun. And actually, I really appreciate when people do that. I think it's awesome. But anyways, all right. You got your Bibles? You got the message title? Nice for what? Here we are. John 15, 1 through 17. I know that sounds like a lot, but we are going to make use of it. John 15, 1 through 17. I am the true grapevine, and I am my father, and my father is the gardener. I thought my mic was off. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that, the, that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me. Somebody say, remain. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitless. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Somebody say nada. Nada. Verse 6. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch that withers such as bran such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. The Lord loves bonfires. But if you remain in me... <laughs> that was... Really? Okay. Summertime, Michigan, bonfires. All right. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory. Somebody say great glory. Great glory to my father. Verse 9. I have loved you even as my father has loved me. Remain in my love. Somebody say remain in my love. Remain. Verse 10. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Somebody say joy. joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Somebody say overflow. overflow. <laughs> Got to sing everything. This is my commandment. Love each other. Somebody say love each other. <laughs> In the same way that I have loved you, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. No longer call you, I would no longer call you slaves. Because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Somebody say friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Somebody say, he chose me. He chose me. If you believe it, say, he chose me. He chose me. 
I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that my Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my commandment. Love each other. All right, before we go any further, we're going to pray. I need to get back on track. I am turned up to, turned up for what? I need to turn down. But we're going to pray real quick. I'm going to get my soul straight, and we're going to go into it. Does that sound good? Fantastic. Jesus, I just thank you for this night, God. I thank you for what has already taken place in this house. God, I ask that you would continue to do it, continue to move, continue to change us and challenge us, God. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your word that when things are uncertain and when times are hard, God, we have your word, we have your Holy Spirit to lean on for, we lean not on our own understanding, God, as we sing here multiple times uh, a month here at church, God. We lean not on our own understanding, God, but we're guided by your word. We're guided by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. So we just ask that you would continue to mold us and shape us and change us and leave a greater impression on us tonight of your love for us and your plans for us, God. In Jesus' mighty name, a faith-filled church said, amen. Somebody say, nice for what? I don't know. But I love, I love this idea of what nice for what because there's a question I want to ask tonight. It's, it's what are we nice for? What are we putting on for? What are we dressing up for? Ladies, what are you putting cover up on for? Who are you putting cover up on for? Hello. Tell the truth and shame the devil. You know what I'm saying? What are we putting on a front for? What are we? This series is called Mask Off. Why do we put a mask on? What is it that we are being nice for tonight? Does that sound good? Can we dig into that tonight? Oh, man. Because I want to ask this question. Nice for what? Because last water break, I promise. I'm just going to fall apart up here. Um, nice for what? Because, and I, I bet you've seen this. I bet you've noticed this. I bet this is something that you have probably dealt with, struggled with, or noticed in somebody else. And if you've only noticed in somebody else and not in yourself, this message is for you. We have a human propensity. We have a human condition that is to seek find, go out of our way, sometimes ultimately make a fool of ourselves, go out of our minds, looking, searching high and low, doing anything and everything to find validation, approval, applause in people, in a man, in a woman, in a workplace colleague, in a boss, in the girl next to us, in the cubicle 16, who is not our spouse, from our church, from our crew, from our own spouses. And we seek and we want and we go for approval and, and, and affirmation and, and validation from people who don't believe what we believe so they can't even tell us what to do from people who certainly don't live the way we live so they can't really tell us what to do. We ask it from people who do profess the things that we believe, but so often and not, when we're seeking validation, what they're going to say isn't something that we're looking for. Nice for what tonight, Takeover Church? What are we putting on for? It is 2018. We are the church. And there is, last week we talked about it. Last week we talked about two masks uh, that Christians are, are wearing in, in 2018. We're going to talk about a third one tonight. Maybe actually a couple. But we're going to talk about a third one for sure tonight. And last week we talked about people, Christian, Jesus followers, who struggle with and, 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 and they sit around and they deconstruct their faith. They tear down what they believe. They question where they've, they've actually believes uh, their experiences with God. They wear a mask of a defeatist and a deconstruction faith. Eugene, I am so happy to see you. I just got to break it real quick. I love you. So happy you're here. Um, 
Eugene you're, is, is moving to Dallas Fort Worth, and uh, um, I am losing a uh, not a friend, not a not a clergy member, not a church member. I'm losing a brother, um, but only by distance. This is for life. Takeover life is forever. Um, and one day, you and I are going to get matching tattoos to to put it in ink and blood, uh, like the Lord, because you are my brother, and I love you. Thank you for being here tonight. Um, Love you, man. Anyways, sorry. I saw him. I got a little sad and happy. Um, but last week we talked about people who live as deconstructed faith believers and defeatists. We also talked about people who live by theology, not in written understanding and for written understanding of God, rather than actually living by, walking in, living a life where they actually pull down heaven into their circumstances, where they live as, as, a, as the mask of a theologian instead of people who are bringing heaven on a head-on collision with earth, which is what Christians are supposed to do, right? If you listen to the podcast, if you're here last week, we bring heaven into our situations, amen? We bring heaven into our friends' situations, amen? We bring heaven wherever we go, amen? Are you alive tonight, Take Over Church? Fantastic. Then this third mask that I want to talk about to start things off tonight is this mask in our culture, in our day, in our time where I'm going to label it this, but many people call it other things. I call it our Sunday bests. And I'm here to tell you, church, tonight, if you take no other notes tonight, I want you to write this down. And I'm not even like one of those like point maker people. I'm just going to go off because that's what we do here at Takeover Church. We go off. Amen. Worship team said amen. But if you get nothing else, I believe that our Sunday best needs to be given a rest. Above anything else that you hear tonight, our Sunday best needs to be given a rest. It's 2018, and, and we live in a time and an age where we do everything for the gram, and we live this filtered lifestyle, and we do all these things, and, and we shape what is the reality and what is actually taking place here now in this reality. We shape it, we transform it, we restructure it, we change it, we filter it, and we make it look like something on Instagram. That's not real. That's a highlight. That isn't somebody's actual day-to-day -day situations. We, we Instagram the best part of church, the best part of worship. Nobody ever takes a, a picture of church where it's Memorial Day weekend, half the people didn't show up. Like, we, don't, we don't do these things. Instead, we put on for the gram. We're nice for what? We're put on for approval, validation. Because I know that's something I struggle with. But it's 2018, and we hide behind this mask of Sunday's best, but it needs to be given a rest because we can't just show up. No longer can the church just show up on Sundays in, 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 a, in a firmly pressed button up with a vest and, and heels and sundresses. Am I preaching to anybody? Those things are great. Those things are good. But we got Christians out here in 2018, and sometimes I'm one of them, where I'm thinking more about what I'm going to preach in on Sunday than I am focusing on my own salvation and sanctification process Monday through Saturday. Am I preaching to anybody? We spend time on Sunday mornings or Saturday night and we put out our outfits and we think about these things and if he's going to notice me, if she's going to notice me and we get ready for the glow up rather than the show up. Church is not for a glow up. Church is for a show up. Amen. Church isn't for a dress up. Church is for a show up. Amen. And it's 2018 and we have the Sunday best idea where we're living for the approval of those at church and we're living for the approval of those uh, on our Instagram and we live for likes and we live for follows and we live for friend requests and we live for all of these things. I totally thought somebody was breaking in. 
But we live for all these things when Jesus is shouting at us in this verse tonight, and we're going to get back into it in just a second, but he is shouting at every single person here, and anybody that this podcast touches their ears and hits their heart, he is shouting at us tonight, the only approval, validation, or applause you need, you already got it in Jesus. He is the vine. We are the branch. We have all the approval we need. Amen? And so I want to dig back into this verse in just a moment. But mask off, man. We live in a time and a place where we're putting on and we're nice for anybody and everybody often more than God. We spend more time laying out our outfits, and I'm all for fashion. I have a thing that I say all the time, and I call it fashion over efficiency because I'm going to be in a jean jacket in the 90 degree weather at a zoo, and it's going to look ridiculous, but I'm going to look cool, so I think, and that's ridiculous, right? But I know for me, and this might be, you might think this is silly and you might be like, Matt, you're an idiot. And maybe I am, but I think a lot of us struggle with validation needs more than we actually like to recognize. And if a series called Mask Off, we're going to talk about it. Somebody say talk about it. Because sometimes we spend more time laying out our outfit and laying out our Instagram structure than we do laying out the devil Monday through Saturday. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. We spend more time laying out our outfits, laying out our perfect Instagram stories, our perfect uh, highlights, our perfect, uh, uh, what do you call those things, engagement photos, and our graduation photos, and all of these things with our hashtag boo things. We spend more time with the layouts than we do laying out the devil Monday through Saturday in our own lives. Amen? Because again, church isn't for the glow up. It's not for the dress up. It is for the show up. Because there is this thing, it's called the sanctification process, and it's really cool in Christianity now in 2018. And we believe it. We say it, all right? Trust me. I'm, I'm going to split some hairs here to, to make this very apparent. We believe come as you are. If you dress up, awesome. Do your thing, boo-boo. That's great. But I'm more concerned with the condition on the inside. Are you living out of fear? Are you living out of insecurity? Are you struggling with worry, with doubt, with hurt? What's going on Monday through Saturday? What is your praise, your un, uh, unhindered, your unabashed, unshamed praise that you're just pouring out to God? What does that actually look like Monday through Saturday? And are we purposing time in our lives to actually get with God and get further than we should be? Because here we believe and come as you are. We absolutely are. Takeover Church is a home for anybody and everybody. But God did not send Jesus to that cross for you to remain the same as you are the day that you met him. This is not performance-based, okay? Hear me. I think a lot of churches say this, but uh, say about performance. They talk about morality and all of these things. This is not what we're preaching about tonight, and it's not even something I live by. God is more concerned with the condition of your soul than he is your behavior. Who you are matters more than what you do. Do you believe that tonight, church? I need some people to hear that tonight. Behavior matters because our behavior shows other people that we are different, that we are a peculiar people, that we actually believe the God that we live for. And so we begin to change. We go on this thing called the sanctification process where the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and we live by the scriptures, we live by his direction, and we go and we grow and we change, right? But hear me. Your soul, the condition of who you are, is why Jesus went to the cross because who you are is going to produce that lasting fruit as Jesus just got done talking about in the scriptures. Who you are is going to show people Jesus but he has to get your soul. He has to get you in the right place in here before your fruit can ever show in other ways. Amen? So hear me tonight. Mask off church. Who you are is more important than what you do. Does that sound good? Oh man, we're going at it tonight. Where we at? 
John 15, 4 through 8. In just a minute, Jane, if you want to set that up. Church, Jesus Christ did not go to the cross for us to remain that way. I need you to hear me on that tonight. Jesus did not go to the cross so you and I could have a glow up. He went to the cross so that you and I could be a part of the vine, that we could be a branch in the family tree that would empower us, that would set us free, that would challenge us, that would make a way where there is no way. Applause will last for a second, but there's actual freedom and liberation with people. Do you believe that tonight? With Jesus, do you believe there is freedom and liberation for people tonight? Then we got to go there. Okay. John 15, 4 through 8, remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me, I will remain in them and will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch that withers. Such branches are gathered and put on a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words in you, you may ask for anything in my name, anything you want, and it will be great. Granted, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I love it. Remain in me. We established it last week that the mask you live behind is the mask you die behind. Do you believe that tonight? The fake, the faux, the not real, the image that we put on, nice for what, what, the front that we carry, the shield that we keep people at a distance from, from knowing the true us, the real us, where we really are, why our praises are really loud, because we're going through things, we messed up and we jacked up, we put on a mask instead of showing community that, hey, here's my issues, here's my heart, here's the condition of my soul, and I understand that we're better together, but my previous experiences with churches, my previous experience with, with Christians hasn't been of being better together. It's been the second you find out I have issues, then I'm ostracized and I'm casted out and I'm treated like a leper. And so it's 2018 and we got these masks off to keep people at a distance. But Jesus isn't saying to, to be at a distance. Kristen, I love you. I'm so happy to see you. The mask keeps people at a distance. What you live behind is what you will die behind. And so when I think about Sunday best needing to be given a rest, when I think about these things, I think about it because in a church community, and Rusty says this all the time, should be the place where we can be the most free. The most free to try, the most free to live, the most free to go, and the most free to fail. Powerful words, my friend. We as a church have to give allowance for people to win and for people to stumble because we're better together. And nobody's going to get where God has called us to go, what he gave his life for, if we just keep people at a mask distance and we only help them out with what they allow us to help them out with. We've got to take the mask off. We've got to throw it away. We've got to burn it if we have to because there is truth and there is a purpose and there is a destiny and it happens within community and it happens within the word and it happens within the Holy Spirit because Jesus, again, did not set you free for a mask, a life hidden behind a mask, but for a vine that will leave you to truth freedom, liberation, empowerment to walk this thing out called a spiritual journey with Jesus Christ. Do you believe that, church? So often we pull the Lady Gaga and we live for the applause, the applause, the applause. I love the Gaga. Confession time. But we live for the applause and we keep people at a distance. But can I tell you tonight, friends, the mask that we hide behind is fragile and the mask that we hide behind will keep us in seclusion. 
The mask you hide behind will leave you broken, beaten, bloody, and without hope because it promises freedom, but it can never actually deliver on. In a mask, you can lie well enough. You can fake it well enough. You can show up and pretend, act right, say it right, be right, do all these things to put on a front for everybody else in hopes that we can actually have freedom. But what it actually brings us is the appearance of freedom while still being chained up in here. We can put on for everybody else and we can have all the friends in the world and we can have a platform to speak into people's lives. But if we're still wearing a mask, nobody's going to get changed. Nobody's going to have a real encounter with God with you because everything that's coming out of you, no matter how honest, biblically truth it might be or how good it might sound or how tweetable it could be, it keeps people at a distance and there's no real future in it because friends, I got to tell you this too. Your wounds will reach more people than what you worship. Your scars, they tell a story. Because it's really easy in 2018, there's a lot of people who wear this mask that are just good with where they're at. I had a conversation with a guy the other day who, uh, I was like, hey, why don't you hang out with this dude? And he goes, uh, with, I'll remain, I'll keep the expli uh, expletives uh, out of there, the expletives out of there. And he goes, because, you know, I'm just too much of a mess. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, that's, what's, that's what community's for, so why don't you hang out with this person? You know what I mean? And then he was like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, I know that I'm a trash Christian, and I know that uh, I just do stuff, and I, you know what? He's, he's too good for me. Like, I, we, he and I would never be homies because I live my life this way, and I follow Jesus this way, and you know what? I'm good with it, and it's cool that he wants to do this, and he wants to do all that, but I'm just going to be over here uh, acting a fool, doing this, hanging out with my boys, getting into things we shouldn't be getting into, living ways that we shouldn't be living, and just being dumb. And I was like, that relationship could be the absolute best thing for you, yet you are just so content with your struggle. And it's not even that he's content with his struggle. It was that this young man celebrated his scars, his story, his issues. Now, again, our wounds will, 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 will tell more people about God than the way we worship. They really will. Like, because our wounds are probably what are going to get people to church more, more than us po posting this great uh, Hillsong song on, on, on our Facebook page. But friends, I kid you not. Your scars tell a story, but if we're going to live behind this mask where we're good, we're content, and we actually celebrate the way that we're living that doesn't line up with the Word of God, that doesn't line up with, 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 with the Holy Spirit's leading. Again, this isn't even performance. This is talking about the fact that they are content being where they were, and in fact, probably even further back than when they first met Jesus. They're good with him being a Sunday stop, Sunday best moment where they show up 15 minutes late and they're good with leaving early and they're not actually involved in community and they're just good with the way that they're living. And this is normal in church now because we have decided that come as you are really is an excuse just to live how we want. Not what the word says, not what God says best for our life, not what he says is going to bring us peace, not even just, just, not even a performance thing again, just the condition and the well-being of our soul instead of taking inventory of hurts and heartbreak and moments of doubt and insecurities and all of these things and handing over our failures and our missteps and our accidents and the situations that we found ourselves in that we should have never been. Instead of handing those over to God, we just chill out in our shed with our boys and just act like, you know, it's all good. I'm just a trash Christian. There is no such thing as a trash Christian. Jesus Christ, if you believe that he went to the cross for trash, 
friends, you are sorely mistaken. Jesus Christ went to the cross so that you and I could abide in him. It says later on that he did not die so you could remain slaves. He did not deny, die so that you could remain trash. Jesus went to the cross so that you could abide in him. Apart from me, you could do nothing but in him. You could do everything. You could accomplish everything. You can have everything. You can have your healing. You can have your uh, provision. You can have your mind set free from habits and ideas and mentalities. You can have it all with Jesus in Jesus' name. All we got to do is remain in his love. But do you know how incredibly difficult that is when we got a mask on? Because Jesus did not die for the fake you. He died for the real you. And he, he, guess what? The mask works with me. The mask works with Adrienne. The mask works with Rusty and Kelsey. And the mask works with Josh and Bree. But the mask don't work with Jesus. When he hears you pray your maskful prayers that look good in front of other Christians, he knows what your heart is actually saying, where you're actually at, and what you actually should be asking him for. Yeah, that's good, right? Is this good preaching? Is this helping anybody out? Friends, it's 2018. The mask has to come off. Because as we're going to read in just a moment, Jesus didn't just save us to remain how he found us. He saved us for a purpose. He broke the chains off us for a purpose. He brought us freedom and liberation for a purpose, on purpose, with intentionality. This thing going to the cross wasn't an accident. It wasn't a last-ditch effort. It was always God's plan. It was always the plan to save you, to set you free, to liberate you. You were made for such a time as this. You have a hope. You have a purpose. There is more for you. And in order for you to encounter this Jesus, in order for you to live out the life he has to live, we have got to drop the mask, whatever it is. He did not die so that you could remain a, uh, a slave to sin, to doubt, to fear, to anxiety, to worry, to depression, to suicidal thoughts. He did not die for you to remain in this place. He died so you could abide in the vine. You are a branch. You are the branch that he is extending to the world. And in that branch is freedom, there is liberation, there is life. And he said, you got to remain in me. You cut off a branch, it is dead. But if you keep it real with God, no matter how messed up you might be, because guess what? Matt has had a past. Matt didn't raise up in a, uh, grow up in a church. Matt got saved at 16. And after 16, even into my 20s, I've done some dumb things in my life. And I messed up, jacked up, screwed up as much as anybody else. But guess what? God called me. God's calling you. And he's called every single one of us to be a branch to the outside world. Does that sound good? Do you believe that tonight? Man, you were created for so much more takeover church. You were created for so much more than seeking validation and, and applause from people that can't sustain you, that can't give you. If they didn't create you, they ain't got no right to label you. They ain't got right to applause you. If you have Jesus and you remain in him, you got all the applause and approval that you could ever need. Amen. If you live for people's approval, you're going to die by the criticism. Talk about it. If you live for their approval, you are going to die for their criticism. But if you live from God's already approval that he went to the cross for you to have, you get to have his applause. Every day. All day. Somebody say every day. Somebody say all day. All day approval, all day applause in your deepest, darkest moments. He is cheering you on. He is not sitting there. He is not disappointed. He is not like... Matt's an idiot. What are you doing, bro? Why'd you talk like that to your wife? You know what Ephesians 5 says. You know what? That's not what Jesus paid for you to do. Why are you being like that, Matt? Why would you say that to Adrienne? Why would you do that? Man, that was hurtful. What are you doing, Brat? Are you, are you ungrateful? Are, what, what, did I not create you? Are you not a pastor? Like, what? You know, you know, he's not up there doing that. 
When we fail and when I say something wrong to my wife or I say something sideways about somebody that I don't particularly see eye to eye with, if I talk trash, throw shade, when I do that, he is cheering me on, not because of what I'm doing, but because of how he's rescued me and who I am hidden in. No longer I to live that Jesus lives through me. And he is saying, Matt, you've got this. You can get it back on track. Adrian, you've got this. You can get it back on track. Josh, you can get back on track. Jamie, you can get back on track. You've got this. My spirit is in you. You've got this. I'm not judging you. I'm not angry. That's not a far off God. He is an applause and an approval. God, if you have ever been told different, then I am sorry. But the biblical truth is this. He did not die so that he could shame you. He died so that he could approve you and applaud you and cheer you on. When you're going through hell, he is the first one to shed a tear, a tear, and he is the first one to celebrate with you in your victories. This is our God. This is our Jesus. This is what he paid for. Mask off, church. Nice for what? We're nice for God. Why? Because he made us nice. He dressed us up. We sang it tonight. He came running down my prodigal road. With a ring and a robe, he clothed us, and he gave us his family name on that ring. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. Is this helping anybody else tonight? Church, we, we serve an audience of one. So often in this life, what's my time at? Devil clock, get behind me. We're going to get it. The clock in church was not from the Lord. He was like, go all day. Security. Security. Why we put on for other people, why we dress up, why we glow up, why we pretend to be something we aren't, is because of security. Security with people, but mostly security with the well-being and the position of our soul. There is something fractured and devastated on the inside of us from birth because of sin in this world, and we feel unsecure, off-tiltered, and not good enough for anybody. Security. Where is your security coming from tonight, Takeover Church? Because we put on masks because we're insecure. We want to keep people at a distance, not realizing that if he's the vine and we're the branch, well, guess what? We're planted. We're planted in the kingdom of God, in the body, in the bride of Christ. We are his children. We are his sons. We are his daughters. We have all the security we need because our Father, our King, our Lord of Lords is the creator of everything. We can be secure because we know where we're planted. I can be generous because I know where I'm planted. I know where my supply is. I can forgive because I know that I've been forgiven. I can give cheer and I can give hope and I can tell people that there's more because I've been given cheer and I've been given hope and I already know that there's more. When we're secure, it allows us to be the branch into the world that Jesus brought us into the family to go after. We don't have to wear a mask anymore. Security is what already ours. So insecure. No, not anymore. Not in the kingdom of God. Not in the family of God. Not in takeover church. You come as you are. You leave better than you came because this is a hope church. We don't come in for a beat down. We come in for a build up. This is good news and we're going to go forward and we're going to let our light shine and we're going to be a branch and we're going to be the salt of the earth and we're going to bring the good news to the people that need to hear it and we're going to live lives that even in the storm we understand that his love remains, that he has set us free for more and that God has got us. We're going to be all right. Do you believe it tonight? Take over church church. If his name is above all names,
and his approval is above all approval. There is no validation that's above his. There is no sacrifice. There is no car. There is no uh, ring. There is no nothing that a human being could buy you that God already hasn't gone above and beyond in the person and the son of Jesus Christ. No greater love, it says, than to lay your lives down for a friend. I want to read that verse real quick, and then we're going to get ready to wrap things up in just a moment. Uh, worship team, you can remain chill for a second. I'll have you guys come up in a second. <laughs> Where are we at here? John 15, 9 through 7, or 9 through 17. I have loved you even as my Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments, remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. You don't have a mask. You have got joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Your mask will break. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. I have given everything. I have, I have spilt myself for you, broken myself for you. Love each other as I have loved you, unrelenting at all cost. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves because our master doesn't confide in slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the father told me, you didn't choose me. A man, I chose you at your worst, at your lowest, at your most fractured. I have chose you and applauded you and appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command church. Love each other. Yes, your joy will overflow. Does anybody want joy to overflow tonight? This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. And this is the kicker. Church, or uh, worship crew, you can begin to make your way back up here. This is the kicker. I have called you friend. You are no longer a slave. I love that song. We're not playing it tonight, but we played it last week. We are no longer a slave. We are a friend church. There's one accuser. His name is the devil. And there's one guy that's going to bring up your past, and it's the devil. I want to tell you tonight, church, drop the mask. The mask of your past, the mask of your history. Your story is not defined by what you've done. It's defined by what he's done. Your past can't speak for you because your past is dead when Jesus went to the cross and died. Your past died with Jesus. But your future, your hope is alive because he rose from the grave. Your future is available to you. Your purpose available to you because it rose with Jesus. You are no longer a slave to, to affliction. You are no longer a slave to addiction. You are no longer a slave to labels and society ideas about you. You are no longer a slave to what your parents have spoke over you, what things have been said about you, the lies spread about you. You are no longer a slave to suicide thoughts or depression or mental illness or anything else under the sun. You are a son and a daughter. You are a friend. You are not a slave. Do you believe that tonight? Can you stand up? We're ready to worship. Your life take over church is hidden in Christ. The Bible says no longer you that lives but Christ that lives through you. It's no longer my shame that lives. It's Christ that lives through me. 
It's no longer my addiction that lives and gets to keep going and feeding and festering. It's Christ that lives through me. No longer is it my doubt. No longer is it my history. No longer is it my past. No longer is it my sin or my mistakes. It is Christ that lives through me. And so we're going to go back into the main event tonight. We are going to worship because there is good news. We are a branch. We are in a vine. We have a family. We got a ring. We got royalty flowing through our DNA. And we are changed for a future and for a hope. And so I want us to go into this next song. It is the reckless, unrelenting love of God that when we were far off, he came after us. When we were in our mistakes, he came after us because we are not our mistakes. We are what he says about us. We are not who people say about us. We are who died and purchased us. It's no longer us and our issues that live, church. It's Christ that lives through us. So let's lift this up. Reckless love of God. Let's go. Don't leave any worship unturned. Whatever your situation is, whatever you're feeling, whatever doubt or insecurities or worry you have, your security is in your lifted hands. Your security is in your surrender. Your future, your hope is in your surrender. So don't leave this moment without it. Give it to God right now. Let's go. Let's go.